Hello and welcome back to Just Plain Sense, the Equality and Diversity Podcast. Hello again, I'm Christine Burns and I'm over 50. The reason I mention my age is because the demographic makeup of our society is changing. In short, the balance between age groups is poised to change significantly in the next few years, and this may have many effects on everyone, young and old alike. There are several factors driving the change. Firstly, people have been having less children, or having them later in life. This will reduce the proportion of young adults in the workforce, earning and paying taxes. People are living longer too. People were not expected to live long into retirement once upon a time. Now it's not at all uncommon for people to be living into their 80s and 90s. This has had an effect on health strategy and social care issues such as dependency. Then there's the so-called baby boom generation, the bulge in births that happened in the 1950s and 60s. That generation is now reaching retirement age and boosting numbers in that age group. The combined effects are not insignificant. In 1998, only 32.4% of the population were over 50. By the end of the next decade, in 2021, the proportion will be over 40%. In Northwest England, planning is already underway to create an all-encompassing regional strategy to replace previous separate spatial, housing and economic visions. The scope of the new strategy will include economic, social, health and environmental objectives. Natural ageing is identified as one of the top five key trends that are expected to have a significant impact. A strategic partnership group called 5050 Vision is coordinating a framework for ageing. To help scope that, they've been consulting through organised stakeholder meetings. I interviewed the project leads after attending one of those events myself. However, before we hear from them, I thought I'd go and ask the public what they thought. I buttonholed several people at lunchtime in Manchester's St Peter's Square and I asked them what effects they thought a demographic change might have. I started young with a group of teenagers outside the library. There were loads of resources that are not needed that are for young people because there's, there'll be loads of people in, like older and in the 50s. Will it, will it make effects on terms of the people who are going to work? Yeah, I think so. More people will be driving and not using the bus because they're older. I think they should carry on with the city as a city of mixed ages and mixed abilities, etc. Cosmopolitan city. Um, and, you know, not make special provision for over 50s. You know, when I get to that age, I'm sure I'll still want to be 21, so I'll still behave as 21. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know, maybe the young people start the family later. Yeah. And we've got the children in uh, later ages because of the career or um, got another interest, not uh, go to marriage. marriage. Not got much to say about it, to be honest. So I've not really thought about it. Evidently, this isn't something people have thought about much. The clearest vision came from a 72-year-old man. Um, well, they tried to, like in any other country, they tried to push their way of living. Whoever is the... Uh, majority and the rest of the people just have to put up with it as they do now 
So you mean society is going to have to change to fit in with people um, being older? Uh, yeah, well, they're going to have to look after them because they are a lot older. I mean, I'm 71 and I'm still active. Um, and it doesn't bother me because I am a loner anyway. I make do with what I've got um, and make the best of it. I have always done that, you know. What effect do you think it might have on other people? Well, I know there's an awful lot of the, of the population that aren't to my way of thinking and they'll just go by the wayside, I'm afraid, you know. So is that true? Must we like it or lump it? I spoke to the people assembling the strategy. Liz North, a project manager for 5050 Vision, the Northwest Forum on Ageing, and Val Michet, an advisor to the same team. I began by asking Liz to explain more about 5050 Vision itself. Um, well, it's the Northwest Forum on Ageing, and we've been, we're a strategic partnership of private, public, and voluntary sector organisations that focus on the 50 plus agenda with a specific focus previously to this um, for the last three years on the economic agenda. Why 50-50? 50 plus has been a, a, an age that's been identified, well, prior to me being in post, but it's seen as sort of um, an age where discrimination has, has traditionally taken place, an area where skills, uh, where um, older people have been excluded from skills development arenas, from employment, from retention, and from enterprise. And vision, because it's about the future, Christy. I was going to come to you, Val. Um, What's, we, we all get old, we always have done, yeah, so what's, what's, what's the big deal about ageing then? Well, the big deal now is that there are much greater numbers of people over 50 in the population. Most people will be familiar with the term baby boomers, the people that are now coming up to um, retirement age. The big issue is that people of midlife and older ages, like 50 plus, over the last five to ten years have become excluded from the workforce, um, don't get the same access to skills training. And this has mainly been the agenda that 5050 Vision has been pursuing with policymakers. And yes, we have age discrimination legislation now, but actually there's a huge business case to be made about the economic benefits of people over 50. And that's what 5050 Vision has been paying attention to, working with partners. The question now is, okay, we have a better understanding of the economic issues now in the Northwest, but what about all the other policy arenas like housing and transport? What is it we need to do for people over 50 in those contexts as well? Alice, the event today is about setting up a regional framework. What, what's the thinking behind that? Well, the thinking behind that is that basically following an external evaluation process that 5050 um, underwent through the Northwest Development Agency, it was identified that there needed to be a broader policy approach that whilst we did have an understanding about the economic agenda, that these other policy areas were neglected with the ageing population in mind. It was recommended through the evaluation and then led by the Northwest Development Agency to develop a regional framework on ageing that brings in partners around the table with the development agency, including Four Northwest, um, Government Office Northwest, the Strategic Health Authority, Age Concern, um, Care Services Improvement Partnership, and Help the Aged, um, to develop a coherent response to the dem to demographic um, and an aging population. And, and Val, what what are the expected outcomes? 
Well, one of the key outcomes would be a very clear understanding of what the priorities are across the northwest and sub-regionally in terms of the action required. Of course, it's important to note, and it's a, a big point that's come out this morning, that the framework can't attempt to cover everything or encompass absolutely everything. So the trick, if you like, would be is to be slick about it and to determine the key priorities for the different theme areas, as we're calling them, that is economic, spatial, housing, health and social care, etc., and to create a very clear understanding, but more importantly, to create a framework for action on those arenas. Now, I can't leave this without introducing the idea that, that age discrimination affects younger people as well. How are, how are their needs uh, being looked at? Well, they're not being looked at specifically with this framework and this agenda, but we are looking at working in partnership with the other organisations that specifically focus on youth. We know that from, from 5050's point of view, with a 50-plus agenda, we've always maintained that if you take care of age equality across the board and focus on older people, younger people will benefit from that kind of equity. And if, if I can put this to both of you, um, if we were to look ahead to the, to the outcomes of the, the, the development of the strategy and people fulfilling that, what sort of society do you picture we would have in, say, 10 or 20 years? I think the first thing I'd point to, Christine, is um, cultural change. So just to take one small example of that, one of our contributors this morning talked about don't just put down what I need to getting older. So, for example, if I've got health problems and I need a hip replacement or a knee replacement eventually, don't just talk about that being because of my age. I have entitlement to treatment. I have entitlement to quality of life. My age should be absolutely nothing to do with it. It's often not conscious discrimination. It's often the way um, society or cultures absorb particular messages. And it's about challenging those perceptions and how people respond to older people. But, of course, it's not just about health. It's about access to employment opportunity. So we'd like, for example, to see the employment rate of people 50-plus increasing in the region. And you can make the same points in relation to housing, spatial, etc., and um, Liz, should, should we all be interested in this? Yes, we should all be interested in this because we hope that we will all become 50 plus. It is everybody's future. Liz, Val, thank you very much. Thank you. That was Liz North and Val Michet from 5050 Vision. For more information about 5050 Vision, see their website www.5050vision.com. Well, that brings us again to the end of another episode of Just Plain Sense. If you've enjoyed it, then there are plenty of previous programmes to listen to at our own website. That's podcast.plain-sense.co.uk. You can also subscribe to our feed there and be informed the moment new programmes are available. For now, though, it's goodbye and thank you for listening. Just Plain Sense is a Plain Sense Limited production. You